Hi, I'm Paul Firepower Gray, and you are listening to Motivation and Muscles Streaming Radio 24-7 with your host and legend that is Eric Fiorillo. Win it. Beautiful. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Today, believe it or not, it's the 15th of July, 2019. It's beautiful here in Albany, New York. Uh, we had a stretch of rain like I've never seen before. This is the first year in 10 years I have not put a garden in, and I put a pretty nice garden in. But I will tell you this, it was making me nuts to see it. I kept it just cut down. It's my pride and joy in my backyard. And my buddy John who does this for a living, landscaping, all that stuff. He came over Saturday and tilled it. It looks magnificent, even though there's nothing in it. We'll throw a yard of dirt on it in the spring and get ready for 2020 for planting. It, it, it just looks absolutely great. Even with nothing in it, everybody's like, oh, you'll put some lettuce in. Now, my heart's not in it that way. I can't do things like in piecemeal. I like just going after the whole enchilada, man. That's just the way I run. So I'm so happy about that, and it makes my home look so much better, believe me. Um, First thing we do, like we always do, is we stand up, because I'm standing up when I'm talking. That's the only way I do it now. Stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because if you've been paying attention to what I'm doing with the subconscious mind and all the rewiring and the stuff I'm talking about with all this insanely beneficial result-producing power rack training, I'm getting ready to write an article about it, or I might do a solo show on it, how I believe the power rack rewires too. Um, Just incredible stuff. Our good friend Jason Gillen, big guy out in uh, Washington State, he built some awesome stuff he built um, over a 200 pound cement dumbbell and you never would really know it it's painted black but the big thing it's a very oversized handle and he said before he did a bent row with it he yelled out i am a winner i am a champion i am unstoppable which is great because i'm telling you when you have people of all different calibers saying this you're starting to get through you're making a difference and that's what we're here for secondly go out to fiorellobarbellcode.com Winners and Champions, that is our premier product. 14 modules, which I speak through each one. It'll take you anywhere you want to go away training, believe me. If you like sandbags, stones, power racks, anything like that, just conventional training, it's all there. And it's just really exciting stuff. So check that out. Also, too, our Prosperity Conscious page on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. There's a $25, $50, and $100 investment in FBC and M&M. It goes right to my PayPal account, and uh, away we go. All the money goes to the account. It goes into the business. 
anything that you would like to forward to us, because if you understand the law of prosperity, it's great to give, which we give, give, give. But when you are given, you return. That's how things work. And when you do things like that, your prosperity is going to go up that much further. So check both of those pieces out on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Also, too, uh, MotivationMuscle.com slash category slash podcast. We're over 1,200 podcasts now, and we will be up five years, the end of September. And before I bring Dr. Ariane Missimer in here, I invited her on the show. I was out. I don't know how I found her on Facebook but I said she was very, very interesting, and you're going to understand a lot of what she does. And besides that, I like the different points of view. Um, we're into everything here. And it's very, very important to me to keep branching our system out here and get involved with people like Ariane because they have a network, and the networks just keep growing all over and over, and that's what we've done here. We're like a big octopus getting our tentacles into everything and it's very very important to keep evolving m&m so we're going to talk to her very shortly secondly uh go out to our mail to well go out to uh, motivationmuscle.com sign up for a free newsletter it goes right out to my MailChimp account and you know us with content we're just loaded and um we will get anything we have out to your inbox thirdly Big investment here in advertising with MotivationMuscle.com. Very reasonable, and anybody that's come in here has made money with us, and obviously they helped us out financially, and that's what we're doing now. We want to strike with people and work with people for the next 30 years. It's not going to be a one-time shot, in my opinion, I hope, but we want to create you know, these bonds with everybody where we're all working together to go after. It doesn't matter what our genre is, but we care about the community out there. We want to get people involved because right now I do believe we are in a crisis, especially kids with the diabetes. I know a guy the other day, he was diagnosed with type two. I mean, this is like off the wall now. So Eminem, people like Ariane, all the other people in the family, they all have that same objective no matter what they do, and that's what we're all about. Also, too, don't forget to go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And on that note, I'm going to, I'm going to introduce you to Ariane, and I'm going to give you a little information on her. Number one, she's a doctor of physical therapy. Number two, she's a registered dietitian, and I, this is where I found her initially. She is the founder of the, of the Movement Paradigm, which focuses on mindset, nutrition, and movement. And what I said to her just before we came on, cancer survivor, I can't say enough. Um, that is big time. So, Ariane, welcome to Motivation Muscle, and welcome to the family. Thank you so much for having me, Eric. You are welcome. Now... Any uh, websites, any way you would like our listeners to get in touch with you, just fire away and we'll get started. Okay, absolutely. Uh, so my website is www.themovementparadigm.com. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Dr. Ariane Missimer and Facebook at The Movement Paradigm. Awesome. Um, I always ask this in the beginning of every show. And I, it's very pertinent to a lot of things. Um, what got you, I mean, 
obviously maybe even at a young age, because I know how we all are here, you know, we're 10 years old, we'd see the incredible Hulk or whatever, Mm -hmm. and would fire you up so much. Now, my main thing quickly is my, my brother, Jimmy had muscular dystrophy and we lost him very young. Um, that, 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 I, I appreciate that, that put, um, that, that put a mark on me I'll never forget. And, I mean, Jimmy never had any problems mentally. He was matriculated. He'd go everywhere with us, wheelchair bound or not. You would never know other than he couldn't walk. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Jimmy and the Incredible Hulk were my influences very, very early on. I'll tell you why quickly, and I want to shift right to you, is this. I was very frightened at 10 years of age of muscular dystrophy. And my parents, you know, coming from a large family, five um, you know, your mother and father try to reassure you, but, you know, you're still nervous. At least I was. Maybe I was the only one. One day I'm in the uh, store, and I love comic books like most people do when they're real young, even when you're older. And I see this comic called The Incredible Hulk. And I was like, holy cow. Well, to make a long story short, I said, if I can get built like the Incredible Hulk, muscular dystrophy <laughs> will never touch me. I'll tell you right now, Ariane, I've never stopped training other than when I tore the bicep in Iceland. Um, I've never stopped training in 30 years. Um, that's awesome. So it's awesome. But that's, <laughs> that's what I awesome. want to ask you. As a young yeah. woman, young girl, did you have influences that kind of – you maybe weren't sure yet, but we're kind of point you to where you are today. I sure did. I sure did. So I, I definitely, and even in high school, knew I wanted to be a physical therapist. Um, but what really, really drove me, I, I was in school for nutrition. So I was going to school for nutrition and going to finish with my RD. And uh, my brother was actually in hospice. So he had uh, Hodgkin's when he was 11 years old, and then wow. it relapsed and had lung cancer. So my mom and I were caregiving for him. And about, let's see, days after he, or excuse me, days before he passed away, I actually took over a personal training studio. It was called Core Fitness. And that was kind of when I realized that, you know, although I had, it was literally the hardest thing in my life that he gave me one of the greatest gifts, which is purpose. And, you know, every day when he was in hospice, I would come home and I would, he couldn't wait for me to move his arm and leg. He lost complete function. Mm -hmm. And I was this physical therapist. And, you know, so when I realized that, you know, wow, I am really, I've been put here on earth to change lives. I knew that I was going to dedicate my whole personal and professional career to doing that. So that was where I had my personal training studio and then eventually pursued my degree in PT. And that's awesome because I mean, who wants to lose a brother or sister? We both have, Mm -hmm. but I will tell you as you, it's similar in a lot of ways. Um, the influence of that in your life at a young age, especially, it people don't realize it, it makes a mark on you, and it oh, still absolutely. does. Every, you know, I'll tell you this: I've said on the show a million times. There's not a day that oh, I'll tell you what. I have a picture on my wall, right on my desk, right in front of my computer, where I look at it the whole time I'm sitting here, no matter what I'm doing. It's mm-hmm. Jimmy and the Incredible Hulk in a frame. Oh, All right, that's awesome. Um. I'll tell you right now, I sit because it's it's. I know some people aren't cemetery goers, and I'm not going to get into that whole thing. But I am. Mm -hmm. I go down and see my dad and Jimmy at least once or twice a month. And people say to me, "Well, they're not there." I said, 
it doesn't matter. You don't get it. I, I like to go and talk to them. That's the way yeah. I am. And I'll tell you another thing. There's not a day that goes by where I don't think, where would Jimmy be now? Would Jimmy be married? Would he have kids? I don't know. It's very interesting that someone in your life has had such a pronounced effect. I mean, that's why we're here. I mean, mm-hmm. Eminem and FBC are dedicated to him. And I can understand totally what you're talking about. And obviously, um, your brother gave you more than just the ability to learn and be around him and obviously help him with, with everything. Look at look what your life's come to now from it, too. It's incredible. Yep. It's absolutely <laughs> yep. incredible. He's changed changed me forever, that's Absolutely. for sure. He's my biggest source of inspiration. Gotta love it. Well, all right, so we know now what got the motor rolling, what got you started. All right, mm-hmm. obviously you, you, you're into physical therapy now, you got your degree. Mm-hmm. Now now how does it evolve into being a dietitian? What, what, you're taking steps now and big steps. So what gets yeah. you now infused into that? So, well, so I actually finished my undergrad in dietetics. So in nutrition and dietetics, I finished my art. So then I, you do a year internship, uh, became an RD. So I was managing my uh, personal training studio at the time. So then I did personal training and nutrition. And about four years after that, I was really feeling like this, this burning desire to, to get my doctorate. And mostly because I had so many people coming into a fitness setting with pain and injury. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they were coming from physical therapy and they were still injured. They were still in pain. I felt like there was this huge gap uh, between performance and PT. And I was just feeling driven to, to really understand the, of course, the wellness and injury prevention side, but also the rehabilitative side. So that was really my driving force. But I think what I also was seeking was that I really have always believed in a very holistic and and integrative approach with any client patient athlete that I was working with. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was missing in most settings. I felt like everything is so isolated and it was never, it was never integrated. So Mm -hmm. there was, you know, (laughs) as you very well know, especially with conventional medicine. So I, at that time I had, I, you know, I had a massage therapist renting space for me. I worked closely with the physical therapist. So I was already building this type of, you know, what I would call an empire. And I said, this is really my dream to have a multidisciplinary practice where everyone was looking at the, the human body, and how it all works together, how all systems, you know, operate, you know, with each other. And that was kind of what just kept driving me. <laughs> no, yeah, I understand because I could tell you, I wish we lived closer. Um, I'd come to you in person. Uh, it, it, I know you're familiar, I'm sure, with stone lifting and all these disciplines yep. that w- literally will snap you in two. I mean, I've already mm-hmm. had an injury. It's gone, blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you right now. That type of training on its own, I mean, to me, it's the best. I I, I let you know, when you're talking, especially with um, the movement, you know, the paradigm, um, you know, when I saw there, especially with the mindset and things of that nature, you know, I, I understand totally. People come to you, they're still kind of beat up. 
they're they've probably never eaten correctly they don't mm-hmm. sleep well you know it's a typical person yep. the way it is now we're on our gadgets all the time you don't mm-hmm. give any time to yourself and what i found with a lot of this rewiring i'm doing right now ariane is this i've never had a problem with being alone Okay, mm-hmm. and I want to explain that because I'm not a guy that's going to go hide in the corner. That's not my point here. Because I wouldn't be doing M&M if I wasn't a guy that liked to converse with people, and I love that anywhere. But here's the thing. I think to get very comfortable and start learning yourself, besides out whatever you're doing physically and all the other adventures, is you've got to be able to not only turn off the outside world, and more than once a week I'm doing that as much as I can now, but you've got to be able to be alone. You've got to learn yourself. You've got to change those quirks in you that you know could be sabotaging everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've talked about on the show, we got very involved with it, was training alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I trained with a couple people. Obviously, my brother, my best friend Joe, we had a falling out, and we didn't talk to one another for 10 years. That was a massive blow to me, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, but here's, here's why things come out the right way. When you start thinking and creating the right way, I went on my own. I had to go and build a gym. You ought to see the place I got. It's a one room garage with more stuff probably than most people. I've I've got over 10,000 pounds of iron alone in there. Okay. That, Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of things I designed and had built obviously outside stones, 95 foot driveway, et cetera, et cetera. But this is my point with the whole thing. You know how I got good? I mean, really good. I trained alone, and I'll yep. tell you, and I'll tell you why. And I'm going to give it right to you. I'd love for you to comment on any of it. Is this as Steve Jack, who we lost recently, um, who was an incredible Highlands game guy? Um, I think he started the whole revolution back in Husafell, Iceland, for the stone that I'm going back again. Hopefully, by the end of the year to lift. Um, he used to say shoulder some responsibility, and he couldn't be more precise with that, but I'm going to take it one step further and give it right to you. When you're alone, you're going to find out how much you can take, how much you can tolerate, how much you can come back. And if you can't, then you're going to do like a lot of people. They're going to just sit on the side of the road, and they're either going to not do anything or just tell you and give you excuses. The best thing I ever did was, even though I lost two good friends, brother, friend, but we all talk now today. It was the best thing that ever happened. Comment on any of that, get anything, especially stuff that you've seen and worked with on stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, first, I, I personally, I always work out alone. <laughs> um, but from a, a professional standpoint is one of the things I talk about quite frequently is just being able to tune into your body. So most yep. people that, that I work with are so disconnected yep. for, Many different reasons. So, you know, one could be that they're, they've, they've had some type of trauma in their life. They've had, you know, chronic stress, chronic tension, and then they are not in the appropriate, um, autonomic nervous system state. So they could be from going from maybe a, a sympathetic spinal state to a dorsal vagal state, which means they could be depressed, low mood, uh, not socially engaged. And so, 
part of it is trying to have somebody really connect to their body and really, and, and learn how to not be on autopilot. So I think when people are working out with others, which is great because there's a social aspect to that, I think that there, that can be very positive as well. But I also think that, you know, sometimes people just check out if they go to a trainer, they just want them to tell them what to do. And I've had a lot of, a lot of patients where the, you know, they've gone to, and this isn't, you know, anything negative about any specific program, but any type of the, the hit training or, you know, boot camps. And, you know, so I always ask, I'll say, you know, why, I'm just curious, why do you, why do you do that? And, you know, they're, meanwhile, they have multiple injuries, (laughs) they've gained weight. So there's a lot of negative things that have happened and they still go. And, you know, one guy told me, he said, well, I just don't have to think about it. And I said, that's like, that's exactly the problem. I said, you know, part of moving and, and learning how to, to change your emotional and physical and mental being is that you have to connect and you have to really know what's happening and what you're feeling. So I said, you know, maybe you should consider some other forms of exercise where you're doing things outside of boot camp or, you know, hit training. So Yes, I talk about that frequently. <laughs> well, you know something, too, that's interesting. We said that another thing that's brought up on here a lot, because a lot of people, a lot of the lifters here aren't big CrossFit lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for a fact, I said this years ago, that you know why they've had success. Obviously, um, I love Olympic lifting, but a lot of people aren't geared to be Olympic lifters. But that's all said and done. My point is this. They had a lot of success initially because think about it. When you got 18 to 25-year-olds, most of them don't have damaged bodies. But when mm-hmm. you're talking 30 on up, most people have had some things happen to them, and you're going to have a lot of problems when you're trying to do rings and explosive lifts and such as that. My whole thing with everything, I think I might have told you when we spoke, when we did a test the last time, my nephew Danny, who just turned nine, and my niece, Madeline, who we call Maggie, is unbelievable. Um, she ran in a, in the Freihofer's race recently. First time at 11 years old, she came in 542 out of 1,000 women. Uh, 4,000 women, I'm sorry. Uh, my niece, Natalie, who was 17, came in 36. Incredible. But this is my point. I've got them working with sandbags. All different mm-hmm. sizes. And, I mean, they do all things. Uh, Maggie can fall right into a wrestler's bridge. She can do uh, handstand push-ups. We think she's double-jointed. She's just absolutely incredible, and she's tiny. She's mm-hmm. the smallest out of all the kids. But she packs a wallop. And what <laughs> I think, what I've done with them is I've taught them the correct way to do it, and we're going to even be, put out a product with the three of us. And Danny, they just got back from the Cape. So Dan, his father, um, who I train with, you know, he's a football coach, the whole deal, big dude. He says to me, and they all call me Uncle H. It's a long story, but that's how my name was pronounced by one of my nephews, and it stuck. And everybody mm-hmm. calls me, and even my sister, everybody. My mother even does half the time. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. So Dan says to Danny as they're walking in the sand, what do we want to bring Uncle H back? And he's like, let's bring back a rock. <laughs> so they go and grab a rock, right? I don't know. I'd say it probably weighs 45 pounds. Dan mm-hmm. said that kid carried that, he thinks, at least 100 feet before he said, Dad, I'm going to drop this on my feet. And then Dan grabbed it. But my point is, 
do you see the way you start getting them to think? I mean, they're mm-hmm. smart kids to begin with, but they're already athletically inclined because of both sides of the family. But just little things like, okay, let's lift the 8, 15, and 20-pound sand. Oh, well, I can't wait. Let's lift some rocks. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this, this to me is the way to do things correctly. Like you talk about, oh, they go and get a trainer. Well, let's be honest. Most trainers, I hate to say it, I'm very questionable because I train people over here and they tell me they have them doing this, this, and this. And I'm like, it's a wonder you didn't blow your lower back or your kneecaps right off you, okay? The point of the matter is it's like everybody, yourself, me, anybody. There's a certain way to do things. And I think the worst thing you do to anybody, because you see a lot of people quit, is you overload them. And they can't handle it physically or mentally. Go ahead. I I don't want to take it off. I want you to comment on anything there. Yeah. um, So just in terms of, like, what what do you want me to comment on specifically? (laughs) Well, well, no. I mean, look at what is your feeling about, you know, you see people come in. They're kind of like in a tailspin. Is it the overloading? Is it just not being physically ready to take this thing on? Or like most people, you know depression that's all you ever hear about but you know this is my thing with all the stuff that's going on out in the world and this 24 7 news and the texting and all that no wonder why people are depressed they're not get they're not learning their insides the inside out it's not the outside in that's more what i speak on anything yeah yeah. So, so when I well, basically when when I'm evaluating somebody, I I use a functional medicine approach. So I'm always yep. trying to find the root of the problem. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just speaking at a conference last week, and I I talked about like what are your you know which sounds quite simple. What are the modifiable lifestyle factors? So yep. you know how are you sleeping? Are, are you scheduling time for relaxation? Do you move? Are you doing high intensity training where you should be doing restorative, or yep. are you doing all restorative and should be doing some strength? Um, you know, how are you eating a pro-inflammatory standard American diet or are you eating a nutrient-dense diet? And then socially, how how involved are you? Are you in stressful relationships? So a lot of times people have, you know, really a lot of relationship issues with friends, with spouses. But so that's kind of one part of it, which, you know, I, I say is the easiest part, but normally people have issues with almost every one of those categories. Yeah. But then there's, you know, what we call in functional medicine is your antecedents, triggers, and mediators. So your antecedents would be something like a genetic predisposition. So, you know, did, did your mom have heart disease? And then what are your, your um, triggers could be what what caused something to happen? So for example, if someone got to this point where is they couldn't lose weight anymore, so they just, they weren't, they were trying to do everything right, but they just couldn't lose weight or they had an autoimmune disease or they were diagnosed with cancer. So what was kind of the, you know, the trigger that set them off? And then the mediators are things that keep things going. So they still have all the stress in their life. They still aren't exercising enough. And so when you look at when you when I started to really dive into to people's history, you know, I just part of it just breaks my heart because I just feel like there's so many there's so many things and, you know, so many people have experienced trauma in their life. Mm -hmm. And, and so you can't, you know, hence my, my model is you can't separate the mental, emotional piece from the physical piece. And so, 
it's so to me, like I've, I've gotten so interested in that, in that aspect of just like trying to help people be okay with it and, and allow, let them believe that they can have healing, that they can achieve healing and they can move past this because I think people get, feel like they are stuck. They just feel like I, you know, I've always been this way. And I, you know, I always explain to people, it's the story that we tell ourselves and we have to start to rewrite the story. Mm-hmm. You know, when people always say, you know, I work with a lot of chronic pain and I've always had back pain. I've had back pain for 25 years. And I'll say, well, that doesn't mean you need to have pain now. So I said a good way to change your story is you can say, acknowledge it, acknowledge you've had it, but then start to shift that now I'm doing everything I can to move away from this and to lead a healthier lifestyle. Well, I'll tell you, and that's why we're going to move right into the movement paradigm because everyone knows who's listened to me what a paradigm shift is mentally, all right? Mm -hmm. And these are the things we're talking about rewiring. I don't know if I told you when we spoke offline the last time, I've been doing a ton of research, and there's a couple guys that have gone to Poland, Wim Hof, and cold Mm -hmm water therapy i mean he's walked uh hiked mount everest in just shorts the guy's absolutely incredible and they found what it's done with diseases they've injected him with um i I don't remember what the virus was and the virus couldn't even do a thing to his immune system and Mm -hmm. the thing i'm into right now is they talk about the reptilian brain that's where I'm trying to drill down to. Well, I won't say trying. I'm going to eventually. I want to tap that in me, which I feel will absolutely make me unstoppable. And why? Mm-hmm. Because I want to live to at least 150 years as well as I can. I want to lift weights at least the way I do things. Maybe not as much, so at least I'm 100 and still keep going. These are all things. And when you talk about people coming in, I've had them say to me, They feel hopeless. There's nothing to look forward in life. Well, the first thing I tell them is shut the TV off and get off the devices for at least a couple times a week. Well, I I don't know if I can do that. Well, you can do that because you're going to find a better life for yourself. But when you're talking with the paradigm, that I I know now is what caught me to get in Mm -hmm. touch with you. Let's talk about the creation of the movement paradigm. It's very, very interesting. Take it away. Take as long as you (laughs) need. Okay. Uh, so, so the movement paradigm really is, you know, one of, one of the quotes I always uh, used to say is, uh, if you can't change it, change the way you think about it. And I've always been, you know, a huge believer in, in helping others change the way that they think about their health, taking ownership of their health and, you know, not as simple as just, okay, move more and eat less because it's, it, as we just mentioned, it's so much more complex than that. And it's so unique to each individual. So the, the movement paradigm was born a couple years ago. And I, although the, the idea had been brewing for quite some time, (laughs) but, um, this, this past year I opened up an integrative health center and I do physical therapy, nutrition, functional nutrition coaching and movement coaching. But then I also have other practitioners here that do emotional work, uh, through the fascial tissue that do massage, lymph work, um, we have yoga, we have personal training. So really, again, that multidisciplinary approach. But 
in terms of and and it's the only one in our area which is awesome too so um, again i don't want to interrupt you but tell everybody where you're from too because i want people to know where they can find you too in that area yeah absolutely so i'm located in downingtown pennsylvania okay so philadelphia area for yep. those of you that are near or nearby and you know so really with with the movement paradigm it is my goal is to really use the approach of mindset nutrition and movement and change the way people think and change just shift their their thought process whether uh, from a mindset perspective i use neurolinguistic programming so nlp meditation mindfulness um i do a lot with cranial nerve work so just really trying to shift someone's state so that yeah. they can be more um, accessible to whatever treatment I'm I'm helping them with or someone else is helping them with. That, you know, that is so, so interesting. I mean, what if there's – I'm sure there's more than one thing. In your practice, I mean, uh, and we're talking – well, your whole practice, but with you directly mm – -hmm. What do you find at this point? What, what do you think – what are people, if you want to use the word hurting? I mean, because I've got an idea what it is, but I want to hear what you think. What Right now and today, in 2019, as a, as a people, and, you know, we've got people obviously coming to you, they're physical, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Is there one, two things that you can just put your finger on that you see more of than you have ever have before? In terms of like an injury, do you mean? Well, not, even, let's talk or, about the mental. I love the mental. The yeah, mental we can talk about it. Mindset-wise. So mindset-wise is just chronic, is just through chronic stress. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, and so, you know, I, sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, define that for people. So I'll ask them because, I, you know, I always try to, make, of course, make people feel comfortable and I want sure. them to trust me and try to leave open-ended questions, but I'll, I'll say, you know, do you feel like you have stress in your life? And there, and normally everybody's response is, well, doesn't everybody? And I said, <laughs> yes, that I said, yes, ev everybody has stress. I said, so the next question is how do you manage it? And most people do not have an answer. So right. they'll, they'll kind of hesitate and, you know, they're just like a little apprehensive to even answer the question. And then I'll just suggest things. So I'll say, like, for example, do you like to read? Do you go for a walk? Do you talk mm -hmm. to somebody? Do you meditate? Do you practice mindfulness? Do you breathe? So I'll just name, you know, 10 things and, and they'll say, well, you know, I like to work out, but I can't work out right now. And that, and the working out is typically because they're in pain, yep. Yep. <laughs> but the pain most often is emotionally driven. Yep. So it's a then, and, and I appreciate that if I couldn't work out either, that would probably call, create a little bit of stress in my life. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> so I, yep. I totally appreciate that, which, you know, I, and I always acknowledge that and say, you know, I totally understand that would be really challenging for me too. So I, I get that. Um, but I think that it's, it's more about that the, that the demands and pressures of people, especially work related are increasing. Yes. Definitely. And there isn't there. And then people have never really learned how to have an outlet. They, they don't really know like how, how do I just practice diaphragmatic breathing and how that can change my nervous system just yep. like that? Yep. How, you know, I've never, most people that are chronically stressed don't like, they feel like, well, I can, I've, I've tried to meditate and I just can't. And, you know, I'll say it's, it's not about you can or you can't. It's, it's a practice that you cultivate over time and it's learning how it's learning about yourself. That's what I always tell people, just learning about yourself. There's no right or wrong. There's no expectations. It's just learning about yourself and, 
it's okay if you have a thought that comes into your mind that's you're human. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not about just being, you know, perfectly stable and still and not thinking. So I just think people, you know, unfortunately, because of because of our the way our society is, I think yeah. a lot to do with social media. Yeah. Um is just putting all of these unnecessary pressures and demands on people. And I think that unfortunately a lot of people aren't confident in their own skin Mm -hmm. as well to be able to, um, to be, to be able to adapt to things and to be resilient enough to overcome them. Well, I think, um, there's a big lack of confidence out there. There's a big lack of belief, no matter whom, what you believe in, especially yourself. I'm a guy that you hit the nail right on the head when you said outlet. All right. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have that stuff out there and what I love to do here, I don't know. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to have to even, you know, uh, cross that line with it. No matter mm-hmm. what, I will always find a way to train that. That is my life's purpose besides being behind the mic because mm-hmm. I feel I'm at my best when I can go out there and have people like you on that are doing magnificent things for the world and we get okay. you and I out there. That is the most important thing. And and I can't tell you how many people, Ariane, have contacted me. I can't tell you how happy I am to listen to your show. Some nights I couldn't sleep. I put your show on. I fell asleep. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm just saying the point of the matter is you don't, you know, my mom said this when we were kids all the time. You never know what people are going through. You don't know. Okay. That's the truth. And I think more so today than ever, but getting back to the outlet, Mm -hmm. you know, I've talked about this before in the show. It wasn't the smartest things I've ever done. um, But, I don't, I don't mind being uncomfortable. I never have. Um, you know, I train in 20, 30 below with very little heat. I've talked about, I wasn't proud of it, but it happened. I had an Olympic bar, I was front squatting and it stuck to my throat. All right. Oh my gosh. That, and I also had, I was going to be a Viking that day and you didn't realize it was only 10 degrees, but you, you lift a big stone without a shirt because that makes you a Viking. Well, you sweat. Guess what? The stone stuck to my chest. How do you get it off? Well, I, we can talk about it. it right. you, pull, you pull it off, all right? That, that's my point. But here's the point I want to I clarify with everybody is this. No matter what you want to do, I'm not, you know, I love people saying, well, I don't want to lift stones or lift the weights you do. I'm not asking you to. I am Mm -hmm. not asking you to, and I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. What I'm trying to give you is something where you find something you love. You would die for it, and you go Mm -hmm. do it, and you don't make excuses, and you get a little uncomfortable, and you get a bloody nose, as I say, or two or three or or a hundred, but my God, you come back every time. And when you do those things, you become better. You're not afraid to go after things. You know, I have people saying to me, friends of mine even, does she like me, you think? I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you what you do, and you should know better by now. Go up and ask her. Well, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, you're at, I'm not the girl. you got to go ask her, not me. This is my point. You can still get your point across as a gentleman or a gentlewoman. Right. But you know what? If you're not going to at least take the risk, well, then you're going to be sitting there in a puddle of mud the rest of your life. All right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you say about those things, the outlet, all that, 
I, I can tell you this. Obviously, I owe everything to Jimmy. But I will tell you this. This, I've done a lot, in my opinion, a lot of great things in my life. And I plan on doing many, many more. Mm-hmm. The greatest thing I ever did was get into physical culture because I, I, it's more than just lifting weights and stones. It's a lifestyle, yeah. a philosophy, a winning yeah. edge all the time, and teaching. Go ahead, take it. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just agreeing. I, I think one of the things I was just thinking while you were talking is that something that I share with a lot of my uh, patients is just is speaking about what their why is. Yep. So you know when they have a, you know, I, I don't, and I don't mean this in a in a negative way, but what I would call a superficial goal. So to right. lose weight or to get strong. Yep. Um, you know, it's just kind of on the, it's a surface goal, and you know, I always suggest. You know, just go home, take your time and just really write down why do you want your health? So is it that you want to be able to be active with your spouse when you're older? Is it that you want to be able to take care of your grandkids? And, you know, is it that you want to be healthy in your older years and and not in a wheelchair? Yeah. You know, I said, but you really have to dig deep. And I say, like, it's probably not going to come in this session. I can give you some ideas and some things to think about, but I want you to write it down and, and come back. And even some of my young females, it, a lot of times it's just being confident that yeah. they just want to yep. be confident and just be able to go anywhere, do anything and, you know, not worry about what, what they look like in a bathing suit or exactly how they look to their friends. And I think it's so simple, but it's so powerful is to really know what your why is and kind of like what you said about just getting, finding something that you're passionate about is that's, that all leads to finding your purpose as well is that, you know, you find what you're, what you like, what you like, and then what you love and then get really good at it. And then how can you somehow use that to serve humanity? Whether that's yep. that's a, a either a hobby or it doesn't. Have, I always say that your purpose doesn't isn't your work. Right. It doesn't. It, your work can complement it, but it doesn't have to be. And it could be an outlet or an opportunity for you to fulfill it, but it doesn't have to be what you do for a living. No, um, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. Yeah. Finish. Yeah. Your, oh no, well, no, that's good. That's it. No, but you know the the whole thing is too that I like about with the physical culture and everything, you know, and a lot of people are struggling to find themselves, obviously. And, you know, I got young nieces and stuff and, um, I, I I can't say enough about them. They're the loves of my life. There's no doubt about it. And so is Danny and and Galen and all of them. But Mm -hmm. the thing I always bring with them and, and when I write them birthday notes, you know, and all that and stuff, it's always something where, I mean, I gave my niece Natalie the book to read Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, obviously, classic. Mm -hmm. Why did I do that? That's not my point. You know, people could misread the title of that. It's a philosophy of the way to live, the way to conduct yourself, the way to look at people that basically pulled them up from nothing and made it, okay, if that's how you look at it. Now, I think to me that's very important being an entrepreneur because – people say well you know how much do you need that's not my point the the more i make the more freedom it gives me the more outlets i get to build out to other people to listeners to subscribers to helping people i I try to tell people that will say to me things like that and i'm like okay you can have the best ideas in the world but unless you got somebody behind you you're going to have to come up with the currency to do what you need to do to be a success, no matter how you determine it. 
And then suddenly you hear the conversation just go boof. And it's like, you didn't think of that, did you? It's great to have ideas, and we all need ideas. That's why you and I are here. We've had grand ideas. We follow through, and we just keep achieving and bringing it up more and more and more. But the thing is, to find that freedom, you have to have money to do it. Like I talk about this, and I'll give it right to you, is this. You know, I have things I say to myself every day, obviously through the show, Winter Champion, Unstoppable. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I go through a litany of things big writer on it and it's white pad blue pen that's the way it's always been done mm-hmm. do things like that through the day when i can you know whether it's shows or blogging or whatever these things are all very pertinent and very important when we you and i both talk about rewiring yep. your thoughts you know everything you think goes out no matter whether you want it or not it's coming back to you okay my whole point is this and we all have days like this i do too you have days that just aren't working right, and all of a sudden some of that stuff's trying to trickle back in because it doesn't want to leave you. That's the truth. You've got to keep overriding, overriding, and overriding, and I've gotten very good at that. But I have days, too, where literally I'm like, why? Why even bother anymore? And I'm being totally honest with everyone here. I, I'm not I'm not indestructible with, with thoughts and feelings. But you know what's happened to me? I've created this internal power, whether it's through breathing or the cold or the physical culture or whatever, mm-hmm. that now I'm beginning to override this stuff and it's taking shape more and more because there's more good things you know they say people events and happenings are going to start coming into your life when and well it's starting to happen it's happening more and more you weren't a you weren't an accident you came in it Mm -hmm. happened there's some other things that just happened this past weekend they weren't accidents either this is Mm -hmm. what i'm trying to convey to people if you want to change your life you got to start changing your thinking, your dialogue, how you speak to yourself all the time. You can't be yeah. perfect, but like they say, 21 days to just override one thing. Most people have accumulated a lifetime. Um, you can comment on any of that, and I know we're getting near the end, but I want to hit upon this quick because, and yeah. I hope you'll come back with this because then we, I would love to start out with this. Obviously, you're a cancer survivor. You yep. lost your brother very young, and, and thank God for him because look where you are today through your mm-hmm. hard work. But just give everybody a brief of what went on with you and how you conquered your cancer. Yeah, absolutely. So I was diagnosed about four years ago with stage 3 liposarcoma, so it's a very rare and aggressive cancer. Mm-hmm. And it was about two months before my wedding. Oh. And so it was a shock to, to everyone. And I, I think uh, specifically my mom and dad and, and obviously my fiance at the time yep. and me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was one of those things that I, I, as many people as I've tried to help through very challenging times, I just remember those first two weeks were completely overwhelming and talk about stress, that fear of the yeah. unknown and complete uncertainty that's and loss of control. That's kind of what I felt like. And within about, uh, I'd say within the, the first, probably about month, uh, I went, I, I had the plan of what, what was going to happen. And basically it was very aggressive chemotherapy. Then it was going to be radiation, surgery, more chemotherapy. 
And I kind of felt like I wrapped my head around it. Mm-hmm. And my motto at the time was challenge accepted. Yep. So my family uh, at my wedding had given me these bracelets that said challenge accepted. All my coworkers at the company I was working at, they all, you know, gave me these bracelets, supported me. Yep. And so it was pretty it was pretty powerful. And so while I was in radiation, I had this this moment and yep. my, my husband had told me about American Ninja Warrior when we first started dating. He said, Arian, you should be on the show. And I, yeah. I watched it for the first time. I was like, this looks awesome. Yeah. So there was this gym that opened up and it was like a local ninja gym. And I, I said to myself, I'm going to go in, just see how it is, like see if I like the owners, like the place. And if I like it, I'm going to I'm going to sign up. Nice. So I walked in and I said, you know, hi, my name's Arian. I said I had my bald head just left radiation <laughs> and I said you know I want to train for American Ninja Warrior and he said he said okay he said that's awesome and I said well I do have some things going on I said I'm in in treatment right now I, I still yep. have to get surgery yep. and, and he's like that's all right he said let's, let's start Tuesday I was like perfect yep. so came in Tuesday and then really pretty much every day after my radiation treatment I'd take the train to Philly come back drive to the Ninja Gym <laughs> train for a couple hours and then go home. Awesome. So it was pretty awesome. And, and I, you know, basically tried to put my mindset, nutrition, movement, belief system, philosophy to the test. And, yep. and that's pretty much what I did. So I trained throughout my whole, my whole, uh, treatment. And then, uh, four months afterwards, I had my port in my chest. I had a clot in my heart <laughs> from all wow. these things. And I got a call from American Adorier. And they said, congratulations, you've been accepted to be on uh, season eight. I, I totally freaked out. I was yep. like, this is amazing. Yeah. So I competed and it was the most amazing thing ever. Um, more because I I feel like I overcome, overcame the biggest obstacle of my life, which was overcoming cancer, losing my brother. And then I got to just stand up there on that stage and feel like, wow, this is like one of the toughest obstacle courses in the country. And here I am. So it was pretty special. Absolutely. And I congratulate, congratulate you. you on both. Um, Thank you. But I'll tell you what, um, to survive cancer, number one, is just unbelievable um, in today's world. You know, you know, I know things are better, but we lose a lot of good people, too. So that was the first thing. Yeah. But, you know, they say things happen. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say for a reason or whatever, but you got into the ninjas and there you were with that. You know, you were dealing with so many things on one side and then you look at your life on the other going into that. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. that might've been the thing that just kept you going for good. I mean, we don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. I, uh, what I was going to say is that, you know, kind of very similar to you that I've, I've felt like my entire life movement has healed me. So I yeah. actually wrote a, I wrote a book and, and about that, just kind of about my story and lots of, lots of other challenges that, you know, we all face challenges, but lots of other things that happen that I always felt like movement is what helped get me through from ballroom dancing to kettlebells to mm-hmm. the ninja stuff. And, and so I just like, I'm, I'm such a huge believer in and it's so important to me personally yep. of, of how it has healed me that I always try to share that passion with other people. Well, it comes right through, I'll tell you. And, and I got to tell you, it's, it's people like you that inspire. And anybody, okay. when they hear this show, you're going to hear it. I mean, and I, I would love to have you on as much as you want to come on because there's so many other things we got to hit. But um, 
you know, I know we're right at time. So why don't we do this? Why don't you give out all your information again? Okay. I'll give mine and just hang on the line, and I'll get you off before your appointment, if you would, please. Okay, great. Uh, so my website, again, is www.themovementparadigmparadigm.com. My Instagram is Dr. Ariane Missimer, and my Facebook page is The Movement Paradigm. Awesome. So feel free to reach out anytime. I'd love to chat with any of you. All right. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Um, if there's a show you like Ariane and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. Um, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher. We've gotten five-star reviews, and we thank everybody for that. We are on Spotify. We're on Google um, Podcasts. We're also on AHA Directory, which is pronounced AHA, so you get M&M in your car 24-7. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, five words will inspire somebody's life like you wouldn't believe. I'm telling you, you would be amazed how much power your words have. So choose your words correctly. Also, as my mom would say when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what people are going through, like I said earlier on in the show. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, pull it, press it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. Paul Thor, that's for you, brother. Also, too... um. The Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher, it's, uh, it says domination in blood red. We dominate the path. We don't follow anyone's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. And as Russell Fur would say to us, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping through my speakers. It's a full tidal wave, higher and wider every day, brother. We are going out and we are changing minds, as the great Doc Ridge would say. Uh, my greatest college business professor, um, Frank Klein would say, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, it's coming up to four years. We lost John of cancer. He was like a father figure to me. My dad had been passed away long before I met John. He'd walk every patient in the door, and I'm talking he'd have standing room. And he'd walk him to the door and hold the door as a gentleman he was and say, keep smiling to him. Say that to yourself on your best or worst day or any day. You want to see a paradigm shift? Keep smiling. Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't knock your door in. We will blow the roof off your house. Join the family. Stay with us for the next 30 years. We want you, and we want you to want us. Believe me, it's that important, folks. Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And before I sign off with Ariane, I'm going to say this to you. You're all winners. You're all champions, and you're all unstoppable. And you heard a little bit of that today from both of us. And when uh, Ariane is back on with us, I'm sure we're going to get into much more because there's so many other topics I want to talk to her about. So um, that's the way you got to live life. And remember, life is asking something from you, and you can also ask something from life. But I'm telling you right now, the more you do, the better you're going to feel. Share your knowledge and your power. Everyone's got it. Stop counting yourself out. Well, Ariane, I got to tell you, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and obviously your passion comes right through your mic, and uh, 
Very happy to have you on. I'm very honored you came on with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. I appreciate it. You are welcome. So this show should be up tomorrow, at the le- Wednesday at the latest, but I want to write the show notes tonight. So we'll get this up as quick as possible and get it out so everybody can hear it. So for Dr. Arion Messimer, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everybody. And remember this, you are unstoppable. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.